0: And I want to read verses 1 through 12 today with our focus being verse 12. So uh, let's, uh, let's turn there, Exodus 20, verses uh, 1 through 12. It says, And God spoke all these words, saying, I am the Lord your God, who brought you out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of slavery. You shall have no other gods before me. You shall not take the name of the Lord your God in vain, for the Lord will not hold him guiltless who takes his name in vain. Remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. Six days you shall labor and do all your work, but the seventh day is the Sabbath to the Lord your God. On it you shall not do any work. You or your sons or your daughter or your male servant or your female servant or your livestock or the sojourner who is within your gates." For in the six days the Lord made heaven and earth, the sea, and all that is in them, and rested on the seventh day. Therefore the Lord blessed the Sabbath day, and he made it holy. Verse 12, honor your father and mother, that your day may be, that your days may be long in the land that the Lord your God has given you. That is the word of the Lord. Amen. So uh, today, as I said before, we are focusing on uh, we are starting the uh, the second table of the Ten Commandments with the focus on uh, the fifth commandment, and that is honor your father and your mother. Uh, this commandment is is very important, um, as I, it is the beginning of the second table. Uh, it is important, and it's also essential in teaching us how to establish and also maintain godly relationships with each other. Um, just a, a quick review. I will remind you that the first four commandments that they teach us how to worship God, you keep on hearing that from me. And and that is on purpose. I want to I want to drill that into you so that you can understand that the four first commandments are 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 driving us towards him. It's a vertical relationship. They teach us how to express our they teach us how to worship God. And then the last six commandments, they teach us how uh, we are to treat one another in a godly way. We call those the horizontal commandments because they they teach us how to deal with one another. So the vertical commandments are us and God. Horizontal are one another. And they're all important. They're very important. Um, You could say it a different way. Also, the first four commandments, they teach us how to express true religion towards God. And they promote righteousness in us. Let me say that again. The first four commandments, they teach us how to express true religion towards God and they promote righteousness in us. When you look at the last six commandments, they teach us how to express righteousness towards each other and they promote true religion towards God. So they you can see how how they work together. And it seems that James had the two tables of the Ten Commandments in mind when he talks about faith and works. Um, In James chapter 2, verse 18, he says, But someone will say, 'You You have faith, and I have works. Show me your faith apart from your works, and I will show you my faith by my works. And then he concludes, For as the body apart from the spirit is dead, so also faith apart from works is dead. As we look at that, we can, we can see the comparison there to the, the, to, the different, to, to the two different tables of the Ten Commandments. The first four are dedication towards God, and then the last six, the expression of our dedication towards God uh, to each other. Now, this particular commandment, honoring your father and mother, uh, we can see it as foundational in teaching us to obey the last five commandments that follow after it. And the importance of this commandment and also the last five are seen in the fact that they are all cited in the New Testament. Somewhere in the New Testament, the, 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 the second table, the last six commandments are cited and taught on. Uh, here, this fifth commandment, there are, there are two major uh, pieces of passages that deal with it. Uh, Mark chapter 7 verses 9 and 13 and also Ephesians chapter 6 verses 1 through 4. Uh, so that shows us how important this commandment is and, and how we today should still be practicing it. Uh, so that, that brings us to our sermon summary, and our sermon summary is this. Honor your father and, excuse me, honoring your father and mother teaches us how to worship God and how to establish godly relationships with one another. Let me say that again. Honoring your father and mother teaches us how to worship God and how to establish godly relationships with one another. Now, as I look at this commandment, as we look at it together, uh, there are are two main things that I want to talk about today. First of all, how this this commandment uh, points out God's design for the family. Uh, That's that's implicit here within this passage. And then also, uh, I want to answer the question, why is it important for us to honor our father and mother? It's more than just about just doing what they say. There's a whole lot more at stake uh, than just that. So let's get to the first point and then we'll, we'll tackle the question after that. So the commandment points out God's design for the family. When we look at the, the fifth commandment in particular, uh, we see that it's foundational to the last five because, again, it teaches us how we should treat one another. So we, we learn this through the institution of the family model. And we learn this through the institution of the family uh, and this family model that God created from the very beginning. Because one thing we do have to notice is that the commandment says that children are to honor their father and their mother. It's it's really plain for us to see. So as Christians, when we see this, uh, with this commandment, it is understood that God created the family to be led and nurtured by a father and a mother. They work together to nurture and lead the family. Notice it does not say father and father, nor does it say mother and mother. But it says father and mother. That's God's design from the very beginning. We also need to notice that it does not say just mother or just father as well. But it says your father and and your mother. So God's design for the family is that these roles, the father and mother, they play the, the most integral part in raising the family and nurturing the family. And these roles, the father and mother, are complementary and they are also essential. They're essential for, for raising kids. Now, we do, we, even in this, in our church, in our, in our fellowship here, we have uh, single parents who are doing the, the job of both. Uh, for them, we need to recognize the need that they have. And number one, we need to pray for them, but then also we need to help them in, in what they are doing, because it is extremely difficult to do the job of one, or excuse me, one do the job of both. So the father and mother are to be the spiritual and secular authority figures of the family. I want to point us to Ephesians chapter 6 real quick, and let's read verses 1 through 4. That's, that's the verse that's going to support what I just said. Ephesians chapter 6 verses 1 through 4. Ephesians chapter 6 verses 1 through 4 says this, Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor your father and mother. This is the first commandment with a promise, that it may go well with you, that you may live long in the land. Fathers, do not provoke your children to anger, but bring them up in the discipline and instruction of the Lord. In that verse, you, you see, first of all, you see the fifth commandment cited in that verse, but uh, within that verse and, and, and taking it with uh, the, the, the whole counsel of God's word, we see that the purpose of the parent, the purpose of the parent is to raise godly offspring. That is the purpose of the parent. Now, I think there's some confusion there sometimes on, on the parent's part. Uh, sometimes we, we get distracted on our purpose. We think our purpose is to just provide monetarily for our kids give them a house and a home. I know a lot of us focus on that because obviously we don't want our families homeless. But we have to remember that, yes, that is, that is a, what we are called to do. That is something we are called to do. But our purpose is to raise godly offspring as Christians. And we also have to remember that it falls upon us. It falls upon us initially and it falls, the weight falls upon us to, to, to do that, and, and we should not expect anyone else to do that for us. So again, the purpose of the parent is to raise godly offspring. That's why God said in the beginning that he, he tells us that, that we uh, should subdue the earth and fill it, uh, because he wants us to fill the earth with his godly offspring, with his icons, people who worship and revere him. So it is our purpose to raise godly offspring that revere and serve the Lord. Now, this is done. This is done through what the passage says in Ephesians chapter six, verses one through four. At the very end, it says that we are to do this in in the discipline and instruction of the Lord. So I, I want to start there because I think that's very important. First of all, God points out this is the family model. This is how I design the family. It is to be led and nurtured by a father and a mother. These two roles are essential for the family. Um, and when we, when we, once we come down from that and we learn the structure of the family, then we also learn the purpose of the parent. The purpose of the parent is to raise godly offspring. So, yes, it is important for you to provide for your family monetarily, in a physical way, emotionally, Yes, you're to be there for your kids in all those ways. But as a parent, the most important thing you can do for your kid is to raise him in the instruction and discipline of the Lord. That is the most important thing that you can do for your kid. And that's why family discipleship, that's why family devotionals, that's why family prayer, that's why all of those things are extremely important. It's not just something that we want you to do or something that you just should do but rather it is something that God is calling us to do. It, is, it plays a bigger part in raising uh, our kids to fear the Lord. So now that we got that out of the way, let's talk about why it's important for us to honor our father and mother. Well, when we look at the text, for the Israelites, um, it meant that they would be committing themselves to live according to the covenant that they had established with the Lord. What, what God is reading or what's being read here by us is God's words to the Israelites saying, uh, I'm going to bless you. Uh, you are going to be my people. I will be your God. But these are the stipulations that, that you must follow. This is this is the covenant agreement. Here's my part. And then here's your part. Part of that is uh, to honor your father and mother. And there was a, a, a real reason uh, behind that. But in order for them to to, to do this and to grasp it, they had to live according to this covenant that they had established with the Lord. Um, When we read it here in this chapter, the the focus, the significance is placed on uh, parents getting older as parents age. This was a very important aspect of this commandment was for, for kids to take care of their parents as they age and couldn't care for themselves. That's why we see a promise that comes with it. If the Israelites obeyed this commandment, they would experience peace and longevity in the land. He wasn't giving them a promise individually, but he was talking about as a group, as a nation of God, that if they took care of their parents as they got older, obviously their parents would live longer because they would be taken care of by their kids. And and that's why the promise came in that they would live long lives in the land that the Lord had given them. So when we look at that and we 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 fast forward to the New Testament, we see that the New Testament also supports this principle with its teachings on family and how important the family is and also the importance of kids taking care of their parents. We see passages in the New Testament about the responsibility of kids taking care of taking care of a, of, of a widowed parent. Uh, that that responsibility falls on the kids. So caring, caring for aging or a, for an aging or a sick parent is one of the, the hardest things someone can do, both physically and emotionally, but it is a godly thing to do. So if God has placed a parent in your life right now who is aging, who is, uh, who is ill, and you are having uh, to come along and to, and, and to uh, help that parent to take care of that parent, I first want to let you know that we will be praying for you. But secondly, also, it is a tough thing to do, but it is a godly thing to do. It is not just the thing to do, but it is the thing that God wants you to do. So when we care for our parents in this way, we honor God through it. And that's a it's a wonderful blessing to the parent. And also it's, it's wonderful. It's wonderful to God that you do this and it's honorable to him that you do this. I I know firsthand experience on the burden that falls on you when you have to see a, a parent who's aging, a parent who is sick, a parent who cannot take care of themselves anymore. But I also see the blessing that it is when kids come along and do that. It is right. It is right for us to do that. It is right in the Lord's eyes. It is what we are called to do. Because we cannot, care. we cannot say we care about strangers and yet turn away those who raised us, those who provided for us, those who pointed us towards God. Uh, it is the right thing to do to take care of an aging parent. So that's the first thing we see. But also, why is it important to honor your father and mother? Well, second thing is that it defines how the parent-child relationship should function within the family. That's extremely important, especially when we look at the gospel and we look at at everything that goes along with it. It's important that we understand how the family functions. Uh, I already said it, but I'll say it again. Parents, you are to provide for the basic needs of your children. Uh, The basic needs. Right. So I I know I know the ordeals and, and I know the struggle that we go through trying to determine what is a need and what is a want. Right? We all struggle with that. We all have to make those decisions. But the, the parent is to provide for the basic needs of their children and to nurture them spiritually, physically, and mentally. That is the calling of the parents. They are to provide those things. Now, the emphasis is on bringing them up in the discipline and instruction Of the Lord. So we have that established. That's what the parent is there for. Now, the child, when we look at it from a biblical perspective, the child is to respect their authority. That's what it means to honor your father and mother. So to expect their authority, also to obey their commands, to submit to them in all humility, and to commit themselves to serving their parents. I mean, let me say that again, because this is extremely important. I want to make sure my kids hear it too. All right? So the child is to respect their authority, to obey their commands, to submit to them in all humility, and commit themselves to serving the parents. All right? So the issue is when It does not work that way. The issue is when the parent-child relationship is based on a friendship instead of authority. That's when everything gets totally convoluted, confused, and and, and, and people are doing things they should not do. As parents, we have to remember that we are their parent. We are their authority figure. Parents, I know you know this already, but your kids may not always like you. But they better always respect you. Right. Because we all have to we all have to deal with making hard, tough decisions that they don't like. And we know it's good for them. We are that authority figure in their lives. Our job is not to be their friend. It is to be their father or their mother. It is to teach them and raise them in the instruction and discipline of the Lord. They have friends. They don't need us as friends. They need us as parents. So when we look at this commandment, it points us to how the family should function. And I know this is a tough thing for everybody because I, I know that, that there are a lot of emotions. There are a lot of personalities. There are a lot of, that there's a lot that goes into a household and how it functions. But parents, I do want to encourage you and I want to push you to always Remain that authority figure in your child's life. Sure, the relationship changes as the child progresses, as he grows older. But you still remain that authority figure in his life to point him, to help him, to always be uh, guiding him towards the Lord. So also, we also see how it defines how the creature and creator relationship should function in worship. I want to back up and I want to point you again to how the child should, uh, what the child's responsibility is in the family. Remember that I said the child is to respect their authority, talking about the parents, to obey their commands, to submit to them in all humility and to commit themselves to serving their parents. Now, if you pay very close attention to that, what does that sound like? It sounds like the creator-creature relationship. Because right? I mentioned four things. Respect, obey, submit, and commit. That sounds like our relationship with God, doesn't it? See, this is where our kids learn that. They learn how to interact with their creator when they first interact with their parents. That is extremely important. So it defines the creature-creator relationship and how that should function in worship. You should recognize that the child-parent relationship is to be a reflection of the creature-creator relationship. When you think about that, it's extremely important that your, your family function as the word of God tells us it should function, right? Because when you start thinking about, wow, my kids see God as they see me. There is is truth to that. The parents, they stand as God's representatives over the child's life. That's why this this, this, uh, commandment is so important. Honor your father and mother because they, they stand as his representatives over their lives. So... The kids must know, the children must know, that their learned interaction with their parents, and I should say the parents must know this too, but your child's learned interaction with you will set the stage for how he will interact with his creator when the time comes. So listen to this. If he does not learn respect, if he does not learn respect in your home, within your family, If he does not learn how to respect you, then later he will not learn how to respect God. If he, and I should say, or she, I speak in general terms when I say he, but I'll go ahead and say he or she, because I got two girls that, 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 that fall into this too as well, like anybody else. If he or she does not learn to obey you, then when they grow up, they will not learn to obey God. If he or she does not learn how to submit to you, they will not submit to God. If he or she will not commit themselves to you, learn how to commit themselves to you, then they will not commit themselves to God. It works both ways. Now, I I know what's going through a lot of parents' minds because as I was preparing this sermon, it was going through my mind as well. You know, the fact that we cannot control 100% what our kids do. And you are very right about that. They are their own people. They have to make their own choices. They'll choose to either obey you or disobey you, to respect you or not respect you. But notice that the emphasis I put was that these are learned things. Our responsibility as parents is to bring them up in the instruction and discipline of the Lord. So the parent's responsibility in this is to teach those things and to continue to teach those things and continue to teach those things And continue, 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 continue. And we pray that they come to understand these things as true. And that they walk in obedience to these things. That they respect us and also respect God. That they obey us and also obey God. That they commit themselves to us and also commit themselves to God. That they submit to us and also submit to God. But that's, again, that's where the discipline and instruction of the Lord Come into play. Now, just like I mentioned before, there's an issue that goes along sometimes within the family atmosphere or the family structure. And the issue is when the child, instead of of the child being raised in the instruction and discipline of the Lord, and instead of the child being raised to fear God, it is seen in many households that the child is idolized by their parent, that they are given they are given more, way more than what's necessary. In fact, they are given everything. They are given everything they not only need, but everything they want. And then in their minds, they have everything they want, they have everything they need, what do they want God for? That is something that we as Christian households, that we need to be very careful about. We do not want our children to grow up to worship themselves, but we want them to grow and see that the Lord is good and that he is the only one who should be worshipped. Again, we need to bring them up in the instruction and discipline of the Lord. And the last thing we see of how why, why it's important to honor your father and mother, well, it defines how the person-society relationship should function in life. Just like the child learns um, his react or his, his his interactions with his creator through uh, his interactions with his parents, the child also learns interaction uh, with society. He learns how to interact with society through his relationship with his parents, and also he can bring in his his siblings. In this case, so let me repeat that because I really messed that up. The child's learned interaction with his parents and siblings are also also prepare him for what his relationships are to be with those who are in authority over him, his peers, and those who are, uh, are below, are underneath him, subordinate to him. And those, rela- in those uh, relationships, respect, obedience, submission, and also commitment are extremely important. They are extremely important and are to be first learned within the home as he honors his father and his mother. Now, the issue here is when the child is not shown to show honor and respect to others, and he grows up wanting to be served instead of wanting to serve. So we see that this commandment, it goes beyond just doing what your parents say. To honor them is extremely important because it defines, it defines, it helps to define who we are going to be. It helps to define the parent-child relationship. It helps to define the creator-creature uh, relationship. And it also helps to define uh, how we will function in society. It helps to define all those things. And that's why it is important for us to follow this commandment to see that it is true and that it is something that God wants us to commit ourselves to. With the fifth commandment, the Lord provides us with a model for us to follow. And he says, following this model within the family institution teaches us how to worship him. Not only how to worship him, but also how to establish godly relationships with others. Now, I do want to close and I want to close with a passage and I want to point out how this is the only way it can be done. Uh, Because we can't just go through the motions and say, "Okay, well, I need to honor my father and mother. I've taken some notes and now I'm just going to go ahead and do it this way. I want to remind us that, like with everything else, these commandments aren't just something to do, but we ought to do them them in an act of worship. So it can only be done in the right way when we have the right motive. Uh, I want to let's turn our Bibles to Ephesians chapter five. We're going to close with uh, reading 18, verses 18 through 21. Ephesians chapter 5, 18 through 21. Paul says here, be filled with the Spirit. It's in the middle of verse 18. Be filled with the Spirit, addressing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs Singing and making melody to the Lord with your heart, giving thanks always and for everything to God the Father, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Now listen to this, submitting to one another out of reverence for Christ. When it comes to relationships, Ephesians chapter 5 verse 21 is very essential for me. You've heard me preach on the family before, and I always refer back to this verse because I think it's extremely important. That when we do family, when we do church, when we do friendships, when we do uh, boss-to-worker relationships, any relationship we do in life, Ephesians 5.21 applies that we are to submit to one another out of reverence for Christ. We aren't just to do these things because we are taught to do these things, but when we do these things, we honor God. We honor God. We, we, we practice true worship towards God. See, the thing is about this is that we know when we read not only this commandment, but all the commandments, but we're talking about this one in particular today. When we read this commandment, we know that we have all fallen short of it. One way or another, we have all fallen short if you've kept this commandment your whole life, I, I'd like to talk to you after the service and ask you how in the world you did it. But we have all fallen short of honoring our father and our mother. We have all fallen short of honoring God the way we should honor him, honoring other people the way they should be honored because they are made in his image. We, we have all fallen short of that and we all need help with that and we know that Our need and our help comes from the Lord Jesus Christ. Everything that we do, the Bible says in him we live, move, and have our being. So everything that we do, it flows back to Christ, and we're able to do it because of him. So it's extremely important that within the family environment, within the family structure, that there is honor, that there is respect, that there is commitment, if there is submission. There is obedience. There is all these things. It is important that these things are in place in the house. But the reason why we do it is even more important. The reason why we do it is because when we, when we do what we ought to do. We do it in honor of Christ. And we elevate him. And we worship God. In doing so. Now. You know, I I thought that um, there are several things in life that I thought were the hardest thing I ever did until I became a parent. And that is uh, surely the hardest thing I think that one can do. It is, it is a task that, that, that you do not rest from. and There's so much that goes into it. And I think it's even tougher when you try to be a godly parent because you have to deal with your own sin and then also the sin of your children. And you have to constantly instruct and discipline in the Lord. I can, We can all attest it's not the easiest thing in the world to do. But that relationship should remind us of our relationship with our Father and how we are towards our Father. That's one thing that always comes back to me whenever I'm, 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 I'm trying to raise our, our kids is that when they disobey, I have to remember that I'm disobedient towards God. When they do not commit themselves to my authority, I have to remember that I break my commitment to his authority as well. There's so much that I've learned about myself in my relationship with my kids. The main thing I've learned is that I'm a sinner in need of a savior. And I also learned that I cannot do it on my own, that I need God's help. There will be mistakes that are made. There will be things that are done right. There will be repentance. There will be starting over. There will be all this stuff going on. But parents, I do want to encourage you today to let you know that the ministry you perform being a parent, being a godly parent, is the highest calling you have. It is the highest calling you have, and it is so, so important, especially in our society today. Let us pray.